It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hall of Fame offensive lineman Russ Grimm once said that there is no greater feeling than moving a man from point A to point B against his will. And I am very pleased and privileged to be joined by someone that not only knows that feeling well, but knows Russ Grimm very, very well as well. And that is Hall of Famer Alan Fanica. Alan, thank you very much for the time. Oh, my pleasure. So new Hall of Famer, Alan Fanica, newly minted. You are not wearing the Hall of Fame jacket right now. You are wearing a Hall of Fame shirt. Did you take off the Hall of Fame jacket at all in the first like 24 hours? Um, not very often. No, they made, they made me give it up uh, so they could press it for, for the event on Sunday. And uh, I, I, had, I had to say, I had to, I had to uh, give them a pause. I was like, I got to take it back. I got to pick a tie out for Sunday first. <laughs> What was the coolest part of the process for you, whether public or private, just the whole enshrinement process? Man, that, that's a, to, to, to pin it down is, is really hard. Um, you know, one of the coolest things I think uh, for me was when my, when my son put on my, my gold jacket on me on, uh, on Friday night uh, was a really special moment. And the picture I have after him is worth a million, a million bucks. Uh, the smile on his face. He was so, he was so nervous, uh, but he pulled it through like a champ and uh, he just loved the moment. That's awesome, man. I have two kids myself, so I can definitely relate to that feeling. You went into the hall of fame. I mean, the Steelers dominated hall of fame weekend. You, Troy Palomalu, Bill Cowher. It was like, you guys took that place over. Pittsburgh West, uh, you know, <laughs> Pittsburgh. I knew the fans were going to come out uh, with so many of us, five of us going in. 
And, uh, you know, the terrible towels were flowing all weekend long at every event we went to. Uh, you're joining us today on behalf of Steps Towards Zero, which is a campaign to help educate people about epilepsy and people with epilepsy. I do want to get to that. Uh, but I did want to ask you a couple of questions about your Steelers, first of all, because you played with Ben Roethlisberger, who's obviously still there. There were a lot of stories about Big Ben and this new diet that he's supposedly on. I mean, you play with that guy for years. I could see the smile on your face. Are you buying the Big Ben diet stories? I mean, he definitely looks a little trimmer and a little, a little better. I, I didn't talk to him about it on Thursday night on the sideline, but uh, he definitely looks like he's uh, he's trimmed down a little bit, a little more in shape. And, uh, you know, the older you get, that, uh, that only helps. The Steelers kind of transformed a little bit. I mean, when you were there with Ben, it was young Ben, and they were a run-first team, and, you know, Ben would make plays when he needed to. But now, as he's sort of matured, they have shifted towards a pass-first team um, do you think they need to get back to that kind of ground and pound type of thing? You know, I think the, the NFL game as a whole has changed. Um, so I, I don't know that you really get back to the ground and pound, uh, kind of how you did a, a decade ago. Um, but I think you have to mix it in. I think you have to, uh, keep people honest. You gotta, you gotta be a little bit of 50, 50, uh, in some form or fashion, uh, and make people respect it. Because if you, if you can do that, it's only going to open up the rest of the passing game as well. Ben did not exactly inspire a ton of confidence last year at the end of the season. He looked like maybe he was a little worn down. Maybe the arm didn't hold up as well as, as he had hoped. What do you say to the people that say that Ben is maybe, you know, kind of past his prime over the hill a little bit? I don't count him out is what I would say. Definitely. Um, you know, I, I think the offense as a whole, uh, you know, kind of fell apart, fell off the rails a little bit. And I, I think it's easy to point to Ben. He's the older guy. You know, anytime there's an older guy or, you know, that, that's the easy guy to point to, right? When uh, people don't start performing, uh, it, it's easy to point to him, especially the quarterback. So uh, I, I think people shouldn't count him out. I think he's got some ball left in him. And especially, you know, like how we were talking about how he's a little more in shape, a little more trim, uh, reinvigorated with a little bit of a new offensive plan, I think. Uh, you know, it never it never hurts when, uh, you know, you've been around a while and been in the league and you kind of re reengage the, the juices of the brain uh, and moving with uh, learning new plays, new systems. Uh, it's always fun. Well, I mean, you know that well, going from Pittsburgh to the Jets and to the Cardinals late in your career, how, like you said, you kind of get refreshed a little bit in a new environment. Definitely, definitely. You know, it, it picks things up a little bit. You're learning new things. You're talking, you're reengaging where before maybe. You know, when I was in Pittsburgh, I was very fortunate. It's very fortunate thing. I pretty much had the same offense almost my entire career, uh, at least in some form of it. You know, it, it carried all the way through. And you just kind of, you're going autopilot because you got it. You've been doing it for a decade. So uh, it's always great to come in and uh, uh, get new ideas and learn new things. Um, when, when Russ Grimm came to, came to us in, uh, uh, what year was that? Oh, one, I think. Um he, he asked me to do things I've never been asked, never thought I would be asked to do before as far as uh, seeing the field, making calls. And I mean, it really threw me for a loop. And, and it turned out to be one of the most favorite things I ever got to do was to, to see the field and make calls. And uh, it was a little bit of a chess match. And I just loved it. We're talking with Pro Football Hall of Famer Alan Fanica here. I mentioned you're joining us on behalf of Steps Towards Zero. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you have going on with them. You know, SK Life Sciences came to me and asked me about this campaign about Steps Towards Zero. And, it, and it's all about 
uh, activating, reactivating the epilepsy community and getting them uh, to, to rethink their, their medical path right now and not to accept where they are as normal. Uh, to that their, their normal can be better. Uh, so many people have uh, been uh, spend so much time without having revisited with their, their doctor or their healthcare provider about what's new, uh, what can I try differently? Uh, is there a new medicine out there? Uh, what, what can we do? So uh, it's all about reactivating and re-engaging the community, getting them out there, uh, trying to make their life better. Uh, that's, that's a simple thing that I can get behind is, is to try and uh, make things, uh, help people to make their lives better. Um, so, uh, you know, if you go to uh, stepstowardszero.com, you'll find out all the information. Uh, and if you hashtag steps towards zero and your life story, uh, your, your, your story, uh, your epilepsy story, uh, they'll donate a dollar to the Epilepsy Foundation as well. So that, that'll help engage, uh, bring people out talking. Um, it's, just, it's just about bringing the community together. Uh, speaking of Twitter and bringing the community together, during this draft process, it came out that Justin Fields deals with epilepsy as well. And I feel like you had an interesting part in that story because the news broke that Justin Fields has epilepsy. And I saw a tweet I felt like almost immediately from you in support of Justin Fields. And it was basically like, oh, wait a minute. Alan Fanica's dealing with this and missed what? Two games in his Hall of Fame career. And I felt like you kind of I don't know. You kind of helped that story not become kind of an overblown thing where everyone was saying, oh, no, we can't draft Justin Fields now. Well, if that is the case, I'm glad because when I saw it, I didn't like it. Uh, it was really close. You know, things all start leaking out all of a sudden right before mm -hmm. the draft. And uh, that kind of that kind of ticked me off a little bit. So uh, not that I wouldn't have said anything any, anyway, but I jumped all over it uh, because of the timing that it came out. And, uh, uh, you know, stood up for him a little bit uh, because, you know, it's, it's a tough situation for him. Uh, you know, he's trying to play the party line. He's trying to uh, get drafted. And uh, so, you know, I feel like I, I stood up for him a little bit. And if, if what you said is the case, man, I'm, I'm excited. Did he reach out to you at all after that, or did you have any contact with him? No, I didn't. Uh, you know, he's, he's busy. He's got his own things going <laughs> on, but maybe one day we'll, uh, we'll, we'll catch up. One thing I wanted to ask you, Bob, before we go here, you are not just a Hall of Famer. You are a head football coach yourself now. Is this right? You are the head football coach of Cox High School in Virginia Beach? I am. I am. So it's my first year on the job as uh, as head coach. I've been helping out with the uh, the line before. Uh, and the, uh, the head coach uh, decided to step down, so uh, I took the reins. So uh, I'm really excited about it. It's going to be fun. Uh, kind of put my little uh, little stamp on the on the program and uh, see where we can go. When I became a parent, I noticed that without even thinking about it, I started saying things to my kids that my parents used to say to me. And I look at you in your career and I see that you've played for Bill Cowher and Mike Tomlin and Rex Ryan. And all I could think of is a lot of the things that they might have said may not exactly be suitable for high school ears. Have you found yourself or do you think that you will sort of start saying and doing some of the things that those guys did? Hopefully not all of those things those guys <laughs> said. Um but, you know, I, I try to I try to bring a little bit of everything that I've learned from from uh, from high school to 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 Rex, to, to all those guys and, and try and bring put my little my little twist on all of it and uh, and help uh, uh, motivate and empower the guys and, and kind of drive the drive the boat, so to speak. Are you going to tell the offensive lineman on that team that there is no greater thrill in life than moving a man from point A to point B against as well? <laughs> 
I've been there for two years coaching the online. I've probably told him that 10 times already. There you go. See, sometimes this stuff just seeps in. You can't control it. Yeah, that's definitely right. Well, Alan, we really appreciate the time. Thank you very much for joining us. Again, everybody, go check out StepsTowardsZero.com. And it's definitely a worthwhile thing. It's something we should do with epilepsy and, and anything, any medical treatment. It's always It can always get better. So check that out. And Alan, thank you very much for the time. Thank you. Thank you.